It's Pentecost, in case you didn't know. And you know what Pentecost means? Pentecost means boom, because that's what happened. Pentecost is the, the, rem the remembering, I suppose, of the, it's the culmination of all that Jesus came to do. Jesus came to do to enable us to find forgiveness. Yes, that's so important and so beautiful. Mm. And to find freedom, yes. But that comes through the arrival of the Holy Spirit. And God, for, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, all through the Old Testament, was saying, I'm going to live with my people. I'm going to come and be with them. When Jesus arrived, it was God with his son, with one person. And last week we looked at Ascension. Jesus went to heaven in order to release something to come into all of us. So we're going to read a bit about Pentecost and then we've got a couple of things to, to think about it. Let's remind ourselves what Jesus said before the Ascension. You, that's what all his disciples there, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even Worcester. Then in the next chapter, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. This was not a small thing. This was the whole of heaven being released onto the earth. It was not just something nice and gentle and pastoral. I mean, it was violent. One of the other uh, versions I read, uh, it says this, the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in... You know when it's really, really windy outside or you've seen these disaster movies and it's a hurricane and everything's getting blown away and everyone's sheltering inside and they're all afraid. Imagine that being inside, in the room. But there's no, it's no wind. It, it doesn't say they were blown over and tables and chairs were overturned. It was just the sound of something like that. And then there was this fire. I better read the, the Bible so um, it looks like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, there looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And some of you will, will know about what we sometimes call the, the gift of tongues or a prayer language or something. What it's talking about here is not that. What it's talking about here is a, a demonstration of something extraordinary, something out of heaven that would draw attention to what was happening. So there was this incredible release of, of life, of power, of energy, of, of God into people's lives. And I'm just trying to imagine how excited God was about it. I mean, when Jesus was born, he sent the, the whole of the, the heavenly host and they came and they sang, but it was only to a few shepherds up on the hillside, well, and the sheep, but I shouldn't think the sheep were... were that interested in it really. But this is not just God in one person. This is God in everybody who was ready for him. Everybody who was who was waiting, who was who had their hearts prepared. I think sometimes we've we've tamed down the Holy Spirit. No I mean in this 
this whole kind of era of Christianity we're in, we've become much more aware of his presence in our lives. But sometimes I think uh, he's a, he comes across as a bit too gentle a character, you know, and it's all a bit kind of woolly and fluffy and airy-fairy. And I, I know there's gentleness about him. I know about that. I, I've experienced that. I need that. Believe me, I do. But we also need this sense of awe and wonder and incredible release. So all of that happened. All these people, they're, they're praising God in this incredible way. And the promise that Jesus said to them was, you will be my witnesses. And that's what happened straight away. They just started exalting God and giving praise to him. But it also happened to happen in a load of languages that they didn't know and a load of languages that we don't know. But you can read the list for yourselves. Now, here's the thing about this whole event. It was planned by God, but it wasn't planned by the disciples. They didn't know that it was going to happen in that way at that time. They were preparing themselves. They, were, they had their hearts ready. They were open to what God wanted to do, and they were expectant of something. They didn't know what they were expectant of. So there was, there was an openness. And I think this is also... Uh, an issue for us to think about today is just to, you know, how ready are we? How open are we? How much preparation simply in saying, Lord, I'm here, I'm waiting, come and, and work with me in whatever way you want, whatever way you want. You know, sometimes we're just too busy rushing around doing a load of stuff and it's good stuff, but it's not necessarily the stuff that God is asking of us at the time. So anyway, this happens, they go outside and you read the account through again for yourselves because it's really good to read it and try and ask for a different uh, perspective. Just imagine yourself in the middle of it. Imagine yourself as being one of the, the, the disciples who was touched by this or one of the people that was hearing it. Read it in a, a different uh, translation, a different version or something. Just try and get your head around it in a way that opens it up to you. So they go outside, there's a whole load of commotion going on, the, the city of Jerusalem is filled with people because it's the, uh, the Jewish feast of Pentecost and uh, there's a whole load of people there and suddenly everybody's going, hey, what's going on? What's happening? And here is where Peter steps into it. Peter literally just goes, well, they're all asking what's happening, I think I'll get up and tell them. And that's what he does. This, this isn't planned. He hasn't been uh, put into a, a schedule on church suite. He doesn't even have a plan B. He doesn't even have a plan A. This is not a plan. He just gets up. Peter is not used to doing this. He's used to catching fish, but he's not used to doing this. Read through what he says and notice a couple of things. Notice that he refers to scriptures in the Old Testament that he knows but doesn't really understand. Because the first thing he says is he quotes from the prophet Joel and he goes, you see what's going on here? It's this, it's this here. Remember what you've read in the prophet Joel? This is what it looks like. But he didn't know that beforehand. So there's some kind of um, change that's gone on in him because of the activity of the, of the Holy Spirit in his life. It's brought 
the word of God to life for him. He stands up. At, I don't think when he stood up, he looked at the crowd and thought, wow, we're going to see 3,000 people touch this morning. It wasn't even that. He just thought, I've got to tell them what's going on. I've got to be a witness. It was spontaneous. It was bold. It was inspired. It was rooted in what was already in his life. But he did not have the power to bring it about himself. It was just, uh, I heard this, um, this guy talking about this once, and he just kept saying, boom! It was boom! And that's what it was. It was just a boom moment. And then all these people started uh, responding. And if you, if you read through the account again, it talks about them being cut to the heart and dig into the language a bit. Apparently, the word used there is the same kind of word that's used in other literature to describe somebody being run over by a chariot. That's pretty serious, isn't it? I mean, that's not, oh, well, I'll go away and think about it and, and maybe uh, I'll, I'll do some research and see whether it's, it's true or not. No, <laughs> they were so deeply convicted. Um, I've, had, I've had that experience, perhaps you have as well, where... You, you just know God is speaking to you about something so significant and so important. I remember the, the first encounter I ever had with the, the Holy Spirit. And I'd been a Christian for quite a long time, but I hadn't been taught about the, the aspect of faith that enabled us to have a, a vibrant life with God, one that was, was alive and was empowered and was vibrant. And I was at college and I was walking around on the uh, all-weather sports surface because it seemed a natural place to be. And, and God spoke to me in the, the most beautiful and, and powerful way. And I, I could not believe it. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I knew that somebody had spoken. Just the same as when somebody says something and you know they've said it, but you don't hear it anymore. It was that type of impact in my life. And that was, oh, I don't know, more than 40 years ago. And, and yet I remember it really, really clearly. And that's the, the impact of God. And then from, from that and the way the Holy Spirit just spilled out of my life in ways that I'd never, ever encountered before. And uh, my prayer is that it, it continues to happen, not just for me, but for all of us. So it's Pentecost. We're going to pray. Let's do that. Lord God, you have released the life of the Holy Spirit into the lives of your people to be witnesses to you, to say to the world, this is God, this is what he's like, this is, mm. this is how, how, how good he is, how loving he is, how powerful he is, how healing he is, how freeing he is, how restorative he is our prayer this morning is that you will help us to engage with you in such a manner that our lives become marked by an outflow of life and love in a way that we haven't seen before mm. we want to be witnesses to you to tell people what you've done in our lives and all that you long to do in their lives. Mm. 
and uh, whether it happens on Pentecost Sunday or the following day or the following day or the following day or in a month or a, a year or, or whenever, our lives, we want them to be marked by this reality of your life. Amen.